22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. All right, so the ending of summer slash the beginning of fall always puts me in a really fun mood. You got baseball heating up, football just getting started, and a lot of new geek shows to premiere. Now, if the, the geek shows live long enough to see Comic-Con, that'd be another story. Welcome to another tight, super suit-wearing edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, Episode 112. Room 112, where the players dwell. You don't know that song, do you? No. How do you not know that? Nobody that knows 90s. that song. That is, what? Please, if somebody knows, and I know Johannes knows it because he's a big hip-hop fan. Tell me you know that. Okay, anyway, wow, I can't believe. You, Mike, I know you didn't know. Ralph? One twelve. Nope. Bad boy. Nope. Biggie. Nope. Oh wait. Are oh, you naming bands now? Yeah, I know. No, Biggie. no. Well, Biggie's in the song with one twelve, and oh. that's his famous, his famous line. Anyway, is in one twelve the guys who sing peaches and cream? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay, we finally got somewhere. All right. I'm one of your hosts, the Cap, <laughs> and ready as always. Maybe not musically inclined, but ready as always is the man who wields his quick critiques like a semi-automatic machine gun. He'll also argue that like a gun. He's too hot to hold. MFG, Mike, the finance guy. And I go up unexpectedly. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I guess it's time to indulge in some end-of-the-earth debauchery. Who's up for an orgy? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's, that's it right in. Orgy? Orgy, anyone? Orgy? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> and the other regular on our show who's here is the man who protects, who protects geek shows from harm like a blanket of Kevlar. He's the patron saint of bad movies, RT Square, we're off the tech. I was once told that I should never give advice unless someone specifically asks it of me. I just realized that person was a hypocrite. I guess we start with some awe, but let's get right to it. All right. So today, for the first time in like, in like a while now, we have a double feature or, or yeah. a one and a half feature. Yeah. Mike, don't sound so thrilled. I think <laughs> it's, it's more like we have one. Well, we have one and one and a half. No, no, no. We have one. Okay, so let's let me explain what to the audience what we're referring to. First, we're gonna briefly discuss the Warner Brothers slash DC animated new movie, Batman and Harlequin. And then we will review the anime sensation that turned into a Netflix original movie, Death Note. I know, we'll get to it. But first, MFG and news that'll make you cheer, jeer, or hurl. What else do you need from in life? So let's go right to it and talk about it. Let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Finally, I get a chance to talk. <laughs> you know, there's nothing better than, uh, than when I get a chance to have the word said. Does, any, does anyone hear that? Unfortunately, I don't know what that is. Oh my is. God! Silence! <laughs> this is Black Doom. The insignificant blackamoor, known as MFG, has been blackballed from this segment so that you pathetic listeners may relax to the pleasant tones of black doom providing the news MFG so poorly delivers. I don't know how to feel about this right now. Black doom will begin with the funniest part of the news. Deaths. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Jessica. Lance. Shelley. Chester, Monica, the entire Peterson clan, (laughs) Roger, what? Black Doom has been informed that this is not supposed to be a list of people killed by Black Doom. (laughs) And that Black Doom should stick to the script. Therefore, 
there are no deaths to report yet. <laughs> oh, God. On to the first item. Those of you that have suffered running naked through Black Doom's Blackthorn Gardens know there is no, no greater pain in the world than watching Jared Leto play the Joker in the Suicide <laughs> Squad movie. That's definitely true. And with a name like Suicide Squad, Black Doom assumed the movie was a comedy. <laughs> it was not, although it was a joke of a film. <laughs> Therefore, it should come as no surprise that Warner Brothers wants to cast Leonardo DiCaprio as the lead in a solo Joker I heard movie. About this, yeah. The studio is currently groveling to make a deal with Martin Scorsese to direct the project. And no offer has been made to old babyface DiCaprio. So this is currently just a rumor. Wow. Then why is Black Doom reading this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, DiCaprio doing the Joker. Ralph, how do you feel about this? Has potential. Are you, are you keeping silent because Black Doom's in the house? No, I ain't scared of no Black Doom. Okay. Mm. <laughs> you, mm. Don't, don't, no, I, you know, I didn't mean that. Okay, Mr. Black Doom, my apologies. I was just wanted to give her input because I think it would be very interesting to have DiCaprio um, play the part of the Joker, but I feel like they're really reaching right about now. Really do feel like reaching. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I got to concur from Black Doom. I feel pretty happy. What else you got there, uh, Mr. Black Doom? The producers behind Titans went out looking for Dick and found it. <laughs> this sounds scandalous. Black Doom is intrigued. <laughs> Greg Belanti and Jeff Johns have forced Brenton Thwaites to play Dick Grayson in the live action series, which will premiere on DC's proprietary streaming. Thwaites is best known for being dumb enough to star in Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales, as well as Gods of Egypt, thus proving he is a complete fool. <laughs> Titans is scheduled to premiere in 2018. Black Doom does not understand. The story began with people trying to acquire penises, yet no genitalia were recovered. <laughs> Black Doom has hundreds of mason jars containing a variety of human and animal genitals. <laughs> How hard did these fools search? <laughs> Black Doom, I think you take things a little too literally. Uh, how do we feel about this um, with this Titan thing coming up? Um, I don't know. I, I guess with all the Berlanti stuff, I feel like the, I feel like there's no need for a Titans film, but that's just me. Well, um, has potential. And Black Doom, you sound very disappointed that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're giving me a lot right now, Ralph. <laughs> um, Black Doom, you sound very disappointed. The fact that um, about there being no genitalia being severed. I mean, is are you okay with the show otherwise? I don't like being Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right, L Lord Doom, what else do you have? More news from the live action Titan series. Two more characters have been uncaged. Hawk and Dove no. have been announced as recurring characters on the show. Hawk will be played by Alan Richen. Those should remember he played Aquaman on Smallville. Dove is Minka Kelly, best known for being Layla Garrity on Friday Night Lights and Detective Valerie Stahl on Almost Human. For the hoes at home, Hawk and Dove were introduced in 1968 as Hank and Don Hall, but in the late 1980s, Don was killed off. Don Granger was introduced as the new Dove. 
the two could summon their powers from the Lords of Order and the Lords of Chaos by saying their code names. Hawk has super strength, speed, and stamina, while Dove has magical and tactical abilities. Now Black Doom demands to know, who are these hoes? How come they are always home? And why are things constantly being explained to them? Hawk and Dove. Okay, very interesting. Um, I've never been a big Hawk and Dove fan. I remember collecting their comic when I was younger. Um, they're, re- they're wow, they're really reaching now. They're really reaching for. And I know Mike likes Hawk and Dove. He like um, liked liked liked. Oh, for oh, okay. I guess he did speak to Mike, um, Lord Doom. Um, yeah, he, he used- may be no more. <laughs> Who, um, Mike? Uh, oh, yeah. Well, hopefully, you bring him back in one piece, please. He owes me money. Uh, <laughs> um. Ralph, are you familiar with Hawk and Dove? Either version. Uh, I'm familiar with uh, both sets. Both the, the two boys and the two girls. Bo- bo- the two girls? Yeah, there's, there's a girl uh, Hawk and, there's a, a girl team of Hawk and Dove. Because I remember there was the boy set, like he, like Doom just talked about, yeah. and also the, the, the guy and the girl in the late 80s. No, there was also a, two girls. I guys. guess I, I You are uninformed, as always. <laughs> <Cap>. <laughs> Yeah, but I, the I, other girl I believe was related to Dawn Granger. Yes, and she has, I think, since been murdered. Yep. And then when uh, the Blackest Night uh, thing happened, it was the Boyhawk who was resurrected, and then Dove uh, took also. How professional do we sound right now? The Ex- bo- the Boyhawk, the Boyhawk, the Boyhawk, and then the, the Girl Hawk, and then the two sets. We just sound horrible. Okay, listen, <laughs> I'm a little hungover, right? Jeez, it's not my. You're problem. hung. Black dude, my apologies. We're gonna get to that later. Lord Doom, please continue. You got to call him Lord Doom, otherwise you get in trouble. All right. Black Doom. Senor Doom. Black Doom enjoys this next report because it will bring pain to the maestro of mediocrity known as Ralph the Tech. Oh, this is right up your alley, bro. Class is no longer in session. The BBC went flaccid at the prospect of erecting a second season of the Doctor Who spinoff. What? The series, which revolved around students and staff at Coal Hill Academy, combined high school drama and time travel horrors, but not even raise a half-mass measurement for the BBC. (laughs) Telling Ralph the Tech that his favorite shows are canceled is almost as enjoyable as drowning a bag filled with orphans, puppies, (laughs) kittens, and Bernie Sanders supporters. Oh my God. (laughs) Doom you shall pay. (laughs) Hey, easy, you shout easy, 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 easy. But he's got he's, he's got a point though. You and canceled shows. It's like it's like a, like a connection here. You shall pay I'm as well. Yeah, I, I shall pay whatever. Well, hope he brings Mike back because Mike's got to pay. You will rue the day. Yeah, but I mean, uh, just doc- rue. What? You will rue. Okay, stop. All right. <laughs> Anything else, um, Lord Doom? One final point. Okay. From threesome to foursome, yet still so adoresome. Who the hell writes this crap? (laughs) (laughs) Cartoon Network has a surprise for the Powerpuff Girls fans. Along with sugar and spice, the team now has diversity. What? In the upcoming Powerpuff Girls five-part movie titled The Power of Four, it appears there is a new member of the team. An unnamed, purple-dressed Powerpuff Girl is taller than the rest, has really long, light blue hair, and a darker skin tone. Perhaps the new Powerpuff Girl was made with brown sugar and crack and a weave that looks whack. Wow. Powerpuff Girls, The Power of Four, airs on Cartoon Network September 17th 
Watch it only if you want your childhood ruined. Wow. See, if this would have happened in the 90s when the Powerpuff Girls originally came out, I think I'd be really excited. But have you ever seen the new, the new Powerpuff Girls series? Yeah. Doom? In my dungeon as <laughs> torture. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. You, oh, yeah, you but, torture yourself in your dungeon? Doom has many idiosyncrasies. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I mean, to each his own. I you guess. learn something new every day about Doom. Um, but wow, so they're gonna do—they're gonna have somebody who's looking a little bit different and giving some diversity to um, the Powerpuff Girls. I'm happy about that. Just it's too bad it's this writing team. Well, maybe they'll turn around and do something different. So we'll see what's going on. So, um, Lord Doom, is that all the quick news? Black Doom has proven his superiority in reporting the news. Besides, Black Doom's pizza rolls have probably cooled off by now. <laughs> Appease me with your adoration of my superior performance or face Black Doom's fearsome wrath. No, 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 Black Doom, you did a fantastic job. We appreciate your time here. Can we give a round of applause to um, Black Doom and, and his quick news as opposed to Mike's quick news? Boo! Wrong button. Boo! Uh, the audience shall learn the folly of their wrath. <laughs> you may now search the wreckage for MFG. If he lives, know is at the grace of Black Doom. Live long and suffer. Oh, God. Is he gone? Oh, Ralph, you're going to get me in trouble with Black Doom, dude. Wow, you really going for that. So, Hey, thank, hey, you you fuckers. Did anyone even call 911? Dude, he was he had us captive here. I yeah, think, that's what I thought. Ralph said like four words edgewise. Yes, no, huh, huh. Four words. He was down to a two-word minimum. <laughs> I was staring him down. I was breaking him down mentally. Dude, you were staring down the fucking crotch of your pants to make sure you didn't crap yourself. Yeah. Well, thanks. I had to dig myself out of the hole. So, <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't the first time. Well, oh, wow. Okay. That's usually why I keep a two by four strapped to my ass. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Glad to see that, you're, that everything's okay, Mike. So let's get to um, the main source of the show now that um, Black Doom finished monopolizing the quick news. It was almost like I didn't want to say anything while he was here. It was really weird. That's oh, often wise. <laughs> All right. So let's go to our quick, our quick little... Um, I guess you would call it a breakdown of the Warner Brothers slash DC animated movie, Batman and Harlequin. And with a synopsis, even though it's a short little review, is our man who just came back unscathed, MSG Mike the Finance Guy. Well, my hair is a little messed up, but I won't go into it. I don't want to know which hair is messed up. Please just go ahead. (laughs) Batman and Harley Quinn is the 29th animated film in the DC Universe animated original movies. I hate their name. Yeah, I know you do. (laughs) The movie was directed by Sam Liu and written by Batman, the animated series veterans, Bruce Timm and Jim Creek. Really? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Batman and Harley Quinn was released in select theaters for one night only on August 14th before being released to home video in the US on August 29th. The film has a 74-minute runtime and a reported budget of $3.5 million. Batman and Harley Quinn has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 50%, oddly enough, a 40% audience rating. Wow. But it was not rated on Metacritic. All right. For a synopsis, it looks like Batman, the animated series, but it sounds like porn. Now, now that must have been the pitch to the boardroom for the latest animated flop from DC. If the live-action Wonder Woman film was a step forward for women, this film broke their ankles and took away their right to vote. Word. (laughs) The world's greatest detective is somehow unable to locate Poison Ivy and her eight-foot-tall interdimensional plant-human hybrid partner in crime as they burgle and murder around Gotham. So he enlists the aid of Nightwing, the world's horniest former sidekick, who is quickly beaten up and beaten off by Harley Quinn, 
which is Gotham's craziest and skankiest parolee. Nightwing is tied to Harley's bed with legs open for a gynecological exam while Harley innocently throws tits and ass at the camera, all in a manner that someone thought was appropriate for 13-year-olds. With an unimportant plot that only served to bring audiences two full karaoke songs sung by villains, it's a script that stank worse than the farts Harley rattled out in the Batmobile. If you really need to see heroes and villains raping each other, do a Google search. There are plenty of sites for that. Wow. If, you, if you really need to see your childhood rape, then watch this animated movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Starring the voice talents of Kevin Conroy as Batman. Melissa Rauch. You know her from The Big Bang Theory, if you didn't know. That's Harley Quinn. Lauren Lester as Nightwing. Paget Brewster as Poison Ivy. Kevin Michael Richardson as the Floronic Man. Uh, John DiMaggio as Swamp Thing. And Bruce Tim himself as Booster Gold. Oh, John DiMaggio getting some more work. Yeah. yeah, too bad. I mean, this must have been a, a quick paycheck. Wow, am I giving? Am I bearing the lead? But before we get into that, let's press that um, warning button that we paid so much money for. Warning: the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So, if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker! Ah, thank you, Stephen. That warning button has been brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. And shout out to Steve um, and Aaron. Hope everything's fine. They are stuck right now in Curacao. Yep. Yeah. So right during the whole Hurricane Irma thing, but uh, they've said that it did not touch there, or at least not to any uh, damaging effect. Okay. So so they didn't they didn't deal with any of like damage and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Curacao. Yeah. Quite the liqueur. But that would have been that would have been some shit to be stuck on a, on a on a tropical island during a hurricane and then it doesn't hit you so I'm like it's just like good weather the whole time yeah I would think so So I don't feel fucking bad (laughs) I mean being stuck there's another thing but that's another story they're probably just you know on the beach sipping some uh, very exotic cocktails watching the waves crashing the beach okay all right all right we're getting a little bit too chill here all right well hope Aaron and Steve are okay but Steve's not gonna listen to this anyway so who cares (laughs) Um, all right so let's get to it Batman and Harlequin from the minute this was released it felt like a bad idea yep and I didn't even know it was released in the theaters. Yeah, I, I found that out when I was doing the uh, research there. I, I mean, they did it for one day. I think it earned like two, uh, $32,000. I'm like, it had to be more trouble to release it in the theaters. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't understand that. I mean, who thought this was going to be a good idea? Now, what, releasing it into the theaters or making the animated film? Either one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, here's what I'll say. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but let's kind of go over over the, 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 the brief the, the hits and misses of this movie, because it sounds like there was, I mean, actually, I'll fucking admit, there was a lot more misses than there were hits in this movie. Yeah. What were some of the misses? What were some of the things where it was like, it okay, easier to go over the hits? Is it easier First? to go over the hits? <laughs> okay, fuck it, let's go over all two hits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I did enjoy, they, they did recreate Batman the Animated Series art. Yes. yes. yes I mean, so that, that was really my only high point, I mean, to any of it. Okay. Which I've seen, and then like, you know, uh, in the villain's bar, to see just like the mass characters of villains, which is kind of funny just to see everybody together. What's funny is watching the villains together, I didn't realize some of them were on the animated series. Gigi had to point that out. Oh, wow. She was like, oh, that's from, there's some there's some of those guys from the animated series. I'm like, I don't know if they're. I think all of them. Because for me, series. it's been so long since yeah. I've seen the animated series. I couldn't tell you like any, like I'm looking at them like, I don't recognize yeah, they, any I, of them. Yeah. Pretty sure they were all from the yeah. animated series. Like, it's just a stroll down memory lane. Yes, I mean, and I actually enjoyed that villain's bar, even though it was kind of hokey and campy. Right. I mean, well, I mean, I enjoyed it to a point. But like I said, when they actually forced us to listen to two full songs, I'm like that you had no script. If you actually had me listen to two entire songs sung by the villains. Here's my. And it's not a musical. (laughs) 
I mean, I think the only hits I, I think I, uh, they did have Batman the Animated Series, you know, artwork. They did have Kevin Conroy, mm-hmm. who always sounds great as Batman. Um, and for the most part, I feel like even though the script didn't feel, because the script felt like it was all over the place. It wanted to be so many different things. It wanted yeah. to be the animated series. It wanted to be Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. It wanted to be something real hokey and funny and kind of yeah. like satirical. But it it just didn't fit. Yeah, it just did the one thing, which was just be bad. And then you have Batman there who's trying to hold down the fort and be somewhat serious. And then even he at one point broke character. Oh, yeah. And, and I think when that happened, that's when it was done for me. Oh, it was done for me in the beginning of the yeah. film. <laughs> Ralph, what were your hits? Remember, you're the, the pa- you're the patron saint of the, of the bad movies. No, I was telling Mike, yeah, this movie. This movie gets, broke even yeah. even Ralph's ability to be uh, <laughs> loving. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that That's a really, really tough one because Joe, shout out to Joe, was like, yo, does Ralph like every movie I go? He likes a lot of them. Uh, not this one. This one. Oh, my God. It's like, this makes me embarrassed to say I like Batman. Well, yeah. let's go now. Let's go over the misses. I mean, we talked about the hits. Let's go over the misses. Well, Where did this movie miss its mark? Well, I mean, it goes without saying that that DC seems to be pushing the idea of rape or at least uncomfortable sex in all their movies anymore. I, I don't understand what's up with them. Between the date rape uh, that's conver- uh, that's talking about so casually in the in the Damian Wayne introduction to the uh, forced rape of Batman by Batgirl on the rooftop, uh, you know, in the uh, Killing Joke. Right. To this one where, you know, it's Robin who, I mean, you know, if you're telling me this is, you know, he's Nightwing, which means that there's Teen Titans, which should mean he's dating Starfire, acts as if he's never seen a hot ass in his life, <laughs> you know, and it's getting an erection watching Harlequin while he's tied to a bed with a woman that was literally trying to kill him just moments before. Right. Because she wasn't just trying to punch and run away. She was trying to kill him in that alleyway fight scene. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're not afraid. You're aroused. This is twisted, and this was not good at all. This was not my Nightwing. It wasn't at all. No. <laughs> and the fact that he also just got beaten up by her like left and right. I don't know, right? I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, this is the one with no superpower at all. You know? I mean, one of the biggest issues I had coming coming off of even before the fight scene was her being in the in the restaurant. And yeah, um, I see the idea they're going for the whole Hooters thing, right? You know, but really going to tie it into your superheroes and, and you know and and, and, and DC and, yes. D, and DC who already has an issue with portraying their females mm-hmm. you know in, in a in certain a light. light either as trashy or murderous and or murderous and trashy yeah, yeah. so i'm like basically you, just said that like our superheroes are just tantamount to being like hooters waitresses right yeah and, and mind you i didn't even go that i didn't even go that far with it but um just to watch that, I was like, we're already in, in a bad place. Yeah. And then how many times, I mean, the overt sexualized um, nature of some of the conversations, yeah. her bending over, and I'm like, really? We're, 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 this is yeah. something that you would see like on, on a porn site, yeah. not even yeah. for Batman the Animated Series. That's why when you said Tim and the other guy who were the writers yeah. did this, I'm like, how? Yeah, I mean, this this just felt like some, like, sick old man fantasy of characters that you help create it it was really twisted and and just even leaving that part alone for a second i knew it was a bad script once you started with the where's harlequin she's on parole really yeah. really just for what for not being a murdering douchebag that's crazy right <laughs> apparently arkham has lowered its standards of uh parole for good behavior apparently dc has lowered its standards for, <laughs> for making for a good a good cartoon movie, movie yeah. yeah um anything else that you found that was like i mean it, i mean the fart joke but well, that fart in the bad i mean it was funny if 
it was funny the idea and if they had just cut like to them all like oh like they could have done it outside cut to the and just heard cut like, to the outside going, of like, Batmobile oh, yeah my god or something like that but the fact that you actually had to sit with the uncomfortable like just nasty fart I'm like this this is a movie for kids I mean I, I'm not saying that they wouldn't find that funny but I'm like this is at no point appropriate in the way it's done I mean it's it's different than like let's say the fart that you get on like even I think kid shows yep this one was just kind of like nasty and real you Sounded know a little, little what yeah exactly yeah yeah and you, for batman's reaction i've smelled worse hmm. you know you're like i don't really want to know that but but, see, <laughs> but that's what i'm saying throughout the whole thing batman seemed like you know tried and true like even in that situation he kept trying to keep it together right and, and i'm like all right so so maybe they'll find a way to bring it back but it just felt like it was trying to be too silly it was yeah. trying to be like Almost like Teen Titans Go version of Batman, the animated series. Yeah, without any humor. With, yeah. <laughs> now, that, no, there were some parts that I was like, if this was Teen Titans Go, I'd actually find it a, ch- a chuckle right. worthy because I'm like, okay, they're, they're, they're not meant to be a serious Batman yeah. film. Yeah. And, ugh, but oh. at the same time, it's like if you didn't, I mean, when, I, when I say make a serious film, I mean as in quality, not, uh, uh, not the tone. But if yeah. they weren't going to make a serious Batman film, why did you make this film? Like, yeah. I mean, did they just, was it, the writer's uh, agreement that, like, we write a script, even if it sucks, you have to make it? It seems like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, uh, and, and, and I, I more and more don't want to sound like the old man saying, oh, yeah, you know, back in my day. I just feel like the standards have been lowered yeah. for, for, the car, for DC cartoons. Yeah. It's just really, it's just really, really disappointing. Quick little tidbit. Go so, ahead. the tuber that the Floronic Man and Poison Ivy eat. Yeah, the trippy mushroom type thing. Yeah. It's actually in the, in the comic book. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for you to say that. Uh, Swamp Thing uses it to have sort of like a psychedelic sex session. Oh, with, um, yeah. Love. With what's her name? Um, who's um, who's um, Swamp Thing's love? I can't remember. I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember. Yeah, because I know that. I know the that. Adrian Barbeau character yeah. from the movie. I just can't think of her name. Right. So then when I saw that, I'm like, whoa. Is he? They're trying to get away. So now he wants to have sex right before they try to get away. <laughs> and then the whole like, just let. Go into the green. I'm like, what the fuck is yeah, this? It, well, I mean, even that, it was just like trippy mushrooms. I'm like, wow, well, you know, yeah. it, 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 it just didn't feel like it was right, um, pro- properly placed. Yeah. But by, by the way, this was Bruce Timm's first return to writing for a DC Comics property since Justice League Unlimited ended in 2006. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So he took 11 years to think that this was gold. <laughs> hey, but you know, let's give him credit. We, we don't know if he thought this was gold. He thought it was just good enough to produce. Let's not let's yeah. not over exaggerate. Right, yeah. But but I mean, definitely. I mean, to, to be able to put this on wax, so to speak. You know what I feel happened? They had a different script, right? And some frat boys, as part of a fraternity prank, came in and rewrote the whole script. And then since you know they're like they thought they had the right script, they just gave it to the people, and they're like, "Here you go. This is what you're gonna do." And then when they read through, they're like, "Are you sure?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's all good. Just go with that. No, not, no, no. not rechecking their work, and they're like, okay. And Fuck it. Went, if you're gonna go with fantasy, I'd rather go with um, um, Bruce Tim and all the writers jump into the DeLorean, head back, bring back their younger selves as frat boys, <laughs> and then they wrote the Batman series because that's it. Just feels it just feels so out of Maybe place. they did write it when they were in uh, college, and they decided. Uh, they didn't have enough time to write an actual good one, so they just said, fuck it, let's grab this old shit that we have and just use that. Well, I, I was actually shocked that as low as this thing uh, sank in its humor level and its just um, bad storytelling, I'm actually shocked that 
they didn't go into the whole idea of uh, Poison Ivy and uh, Harlequin's lesbian relationship. Yeah. yeah. I, I was actually shocked. I was waiting for them to kiss. Well, they know, touched that toward the end. But only a little bit. They, but it was more still friendship. But like, but the Floronic Man kind of looked at that. Yeah. I, I was waiting for them to kiss for him to be like, oh, so this is how it is. Right. You know? Well, he kind of said, like, like, I guess because I was listening with the, with the ears of knowing that or feeling like he's going to make a comment about their lesbian relationship. So when he said what he said, I kind of felt like, well, could that be interpreted? The yeah, other way? that's how I felt with it. But like, they still didn't do. It. I was just shocked. That I'm like, so there, you drew a line somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, all right. So like I guess we're just gonna keep this real, real brief. Um, one thing, let me ask: Were you surprised at how the you swamp thing? Yeah, it was like yeah. I, I thought he would like show up the moment they go into the swamp. Yeah. Well, I but, kept wondering. I'm like, wouldn't he be really invested yeah. in this entire mission? Yeah, and he, yeah. his whole thing is maintaining a balance between the green and the red. Right. So it's like, okay, no, I'm just gonna show up and say, you know, what you're doing is very bad, but I don't give a fuck because I'm gonna go converse with the trees. All right, yeah. peace yeah. out. It was like a middle finger to like, and, and that's what I didn't like about it. It didn't feel funny. It just felt like a really big middle finger to the audience by that point. Yeah, because he shows up and you're like, oh man, he's gonna kick some ass. And he does nothing. Yeah, and, and I was like. What? I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it just it just added to an already bad experience. And did you watch all the way past the credits um, to her talk show? Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, because that's just what you give a ex con. You know what that looked like? Uh, you ever seen that show on ABC? Uh, of like course, Splash. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. It, it was just that. Yeah, yeah. But but even if you gave it anything else, it was just a horrible idea. It was just really yeah. Really bad. And it was just like just and, one quote-unquote joke after the next type thing and too. i'm like yeah. this is really too long you guys evidently don't know what you're doing but you know what i was so happy that andrea romano was not listed as any of the talent search for this movie oh wow thank I'm god like, oh thank you you redeemed yourself <laughs> where, and where is she is she still around i think she's still involved i hope so because yeah. she's a, she always does great work yeah talent wise what i wonder is kevin conroy like looking at this and be like what the fuck did i just get in my yeah. into yeah, I'm, so, I, I'm, I'm sure what like, the hell? Mark Hamill's like, thank God they didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. All right, let's get into it. Renaming the, the movie. I'll go first. I'm just going to call it real simple. National Lampoon, Batman and Harlequin. Just not as funny. <laughs> Mike? I call it the dynamic duo DP, a crazy white chick. Mike <laughs> <laughs> DP. Oh, shit. <laughs> Ralph? Harlequin does Nightwing. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That, that was, was that your highlight? Is that like a fantasy of yours? Huh? Well, no, no. You know how like Debbie does Dallas? Yeah. Harlequin does Nightwing. No, but I'm saying like, isn't that, isn't that like a fantasy of yours? Hot, uh, a hot cartoon, you know. Um, well, I, I wouldn't mind some hot, you know, chick dressed up as uh, Harlequin and me dressed as Nightwing. And then, you know. Wow, you just got real quick. <laughs> just got real, real quick. All right. So let's go for it. Ratings for Batman and Harlequin. Ralph? Ralph, you can put your scrimmer away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Nobody negative 1,000. Again, negative 1,000. You know, Joe's going to be mad when he does the yeah, Joe's going to kick your butt. <laughs> negative. All right. So He's the intern. He controls it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to help Joe out, negative zero. Negative zero. Otherwise known as regular zero. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. I'm going to go Do, with. You want to know out of how many? Yeah. Out of a thousand. Okay, great. <laughs> I'll wait till he hears this. He's gonna send me a fucking nasty text. Send the text to Ralph Joe. All right. My rating, I'm gonna give it a two. Um, DC writers striking out again on a DC film out of ten. Mike? I just really loved seeing the uh the animation itself, the actual animation, not the uh resulting of the animation. So I actually gave it a three, 
if your kids watch this, you are a bad parent out of ten. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and mind you, I was I gave it a three initially, but yeah. I lowered it because of what it did, you yeah. know, with, with the content. Bad. It's bad. And this is like I said, I mean, all the stuff we're talking about, this is PG thirteen. That's PG thirteen. Yeah, that was PG thirteen. And I'm just like, so you're saying that you suggestively say that you should be thirteen and older. That's why I'm like, who thought this was a good idea for a thirteen and then possibly <laughs> younger to be watched? And the thing is no parent is going to see that this is a PG-13 film. It is a Batman and Harley Quinn cartoon that looks like Batman the Animated Series, which is a regular G-level TV series. No parent is going to question their child watching this film. Right. You know, which is going to be their mistake. Yeah, well, well hopefully yeah. hopefully the parents listen to this show and, and have some kind but of I warning. But I really worry about their parenting skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, parent, the bad parenting would be if, they, if they, their kids listen to the show. That's another story. That's All right, so let's transition. <laughs> let's go from talking about Batman and Harlequin to go over to Death Note. And once again, with a synopsis, just breaking down what this movie's about, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. All right, Death Note is the first live-action American adaptation of the 2003 Japanese manga created by Sugumi Oba and Takeshi Obata. The film was directed by Adam Wingard and written by Charles Parlopinatus, Vlas Parlopinatus, and Jeremy Slater. Attendees of the San Diego Comic-Con International 2017 saw an advanced screening on July 20th before Netflix released it on its service on August 25th. Death Note cost an estimated $40 million to make. It has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 39% with an audience rating of 25% and a Metacritic score of 43 out of 100. Alrighty, synopsis. If you read the Death Note Japanese manga, watched the Death Note Japanese anime, or viewed any of the four Death Note Japanese live-action films, then you already know how good the story is. <laughs> if you only watched the Death Note Netflix movie and think you know the franchise, then you a silly hoe. <laughs> right. A high schooler named Light comes into possession of a notebook that kills anyone whose name is entered on its pages. Sure, there are other rules to the notebook, but they only apply when it's convenient to the story. Light meets a head cheerleader with emo clothes and a killer attitude. With the help of the renegade death god Ryuk, the lovers become unnatural-born killers under the nom de mer, or murder name, Kira. Kira's unusual murder spree attracts the attention of a mysterious uh, detective named L. Now, L is the world's greatest detective in the same manner that Trump is the world's greatest leader. <laughs> <laughs> for, uh, for reasons too unimportant for the writers to relate to the audiences, uh, up is down, one plus one equals toothpaste, uh, a newspaper <laughs> article signifies a killer, and L solves the mystery of who is Kira. With the cat and mouse tension of a bad Tom and Jerry cartoon, Netflix Death Note should write its own name in the notebook. Oh. Right. Starring Nat Wolf as Light Turner, Lakeith Stanfield as L, Margaret Qualley as Mia Sutton, Shia Wiggum as James Turner, Paul Nakauchi as Watari, Willem Dafoe, and Jason Lyles as Ryuk. Well, William Defoe does the voice. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, it, it, it's a joint effort. All right. So, should we press the spoiler button again? I yeah, guess. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. You, you don't get paid. For we it. pay for that, right? We did pay for it, though. We have warning. Oh. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So, if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Do I have to say it? I'll say it. This um, war a spoiler warning was brought to you by. Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. Or as they say in Bizarro World, yes. <laughs> nice way to snap it up a little bit there, Mike. All right, so let's go for it. Death Note. Now, here's the, here is the interesting point. Mike and Ralph have both seen Death Note, the anime. I Love. 
I, you've talked about it. And I've watched all the live action movies as well. Yes. Love. I've never seen, I knew of it, never seen it. Not that I didn't want to see it. Just, it's on Netflix. I, it, there's a lot of things on Netflix I still haven't seen. Okay. That is true. Yeah. So I'm saying like. You I, have failed Netflix. I've not failed Netflix. I mean, I watched The Defenders, but I digress. So my point is that my my viewpoint will be definitely different than what you guys are going to say right now. And Mike already kind of was interested in this also because he knows that both of you have watched it and I haven't. How much of this movie is actually true to the um, the anime? Mike said in the, in the synopsis, no, or ba- barely none. If you can give me a number percentage. Uh, and st- and seriously, a number percentage. From one to ten? <laughs> or, 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 or give me a number like 95%, 90%. Like about 10% of Yeah, that. about about that. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, because... The Death Note is there. Ryuk is there. His um, name is Light. His name is Light. And... His people, dad is a cop. People die. Dad yeah. is a cop. Is there an L? There is an L. an L. Is there an Atari? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and so it sounds like more like 20%. That, no, no. No, that's... That's, that's, that's just getting your characters. Yeah. That, let's put it this way. That's what makes Death Note Death Note. Yeah. After that, nothing, really. I mean, not... I mean, the manner of the way the people die... The name Kira. Right. It's also... But that's... It. I mean, like the the tone is com- is very different. The his, the, his, the motivation is completely different. His mother's not dead. Yeah. He has a little he has, sister. He has a sister. Um, there's cat and mouse involved, which yep. this has none of. Uh, uh, Mia's uh, name is Misa. And- uh, actually, actually and, oh, this is the part that's going to just anger you even more. I assume the same thing that Mia was supposed to be Misa. Now, Death Note fans know who Misa um, was. Misa Asami. They yeah. know who she is. She had a second Death Note in the series, mm-hmm. and she also had the Shinigami eyes, yep. which allows you to see the person's name and how and much time, how much they, time have they have left. To live. If, if you're not, if you don't try and kill them ahead of time, right? Um, which was important to the story. Uh, actually, very important to the story. Uh, that's not involved here, but Mia is not Misa, according to um, Adam Wingard. Now, he is the the guy that directed this. She represents the, um, I guess, psychopathic, if that's the correct, I don't know, psychology term for it. She represents the psychopathic side of Light's personality. In other words, because of, which we'll get into soon, the fact that Light wasn't the same version of Light from the anime, yeah. they split his personality basically into two parts, oh, okay. him and her. Yeah. And guess which side they made evil, as we do in America? The, the female, woman. The female side. You know. And just to say, in the, in the anime... Light is not a little bitch like they have him portrayed yeah. here. Yeah, he, uh, he, he is, is a very determined so, yeah. genius. So, so let, let, let's. I mean, we're not gonna go note for note. Right, but let's break some things down. Light in in the Netflix version, you're saying bitch. You guys are both saying he's a bitch. So what? He, it, is he not a nerd or he, or, or an outcast? Because no. he came off like the way he's, um in Andrew the, Garfield did in Spider Man. In the anime, he's actually quite popular. Yeah. Okay. And very smart but because like, because in the Japanese culture, I mean, his intelligence would be probably looked upon yeah. favorably, as opposed to here, where it still can be. But he wouldn't have also been in some average school, you know. Yeah. And right. he's he's more, he's not an introvert, but he has he doesn't he's not a loner in the yeah. in the anime. His, in his personality, imagine adult Stewie, not yeah. the adult Stewie we saw. Just imagine Stewie, <laughs> original Stewie growing up, but still being original Stewie. Stewie's personality. Yeah. Like he's just the kind of person that would pretty much call a fool a fool. Yeah. Wow. Because he, he is, he's, he's self empowered of, of his own intelligence and he has a lot. He is incredibly smart yeah. and very determined. He's very um, fixed in his sight, okay. you know, very focused so that he wouldn't, he wouldn't suffer fools, yeah. you know? So, so wow. So, so light, in this version is a, is a lot weaker than the one in yes. the anime. Yeah. 
is does Ryuk play a bigger part? Because I feel like in in this movie, Ryuk was there, looked really creepy and cool. You know, they fed an apple, da da da. And then you feel like for a, a large part of the movie, he's gone. Yeah, like does, he does play a bigger part. He yeah. goads him on because that's what's also important. Is what they didn't even establish at all is that he he's doing something he shouldn't. The, the yeah. Death Note, even though it has been released on Earth before, and we're assuming since that's his Death Note, he's the one that keeps releasing his Death Note. Well, it's um, in the in the Netflix, right? In the anime, um, Ryuk has his own has his own Death Note, right? That's another. He stole that oh, Death Note right, from another Death God. And dropped it just to, just for fun, right? To see what would happen, and also because they also get the years. Yeah. In other words, anytime you kill anyone before their time, you take they their get years. their years. So therefore, yeah. as much as they are death gods, their immortality rests on the fact of claiming years that belong to other people. Wow. Okay. So so, so that's, that so that's their vested interest. interest. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. his other. But more than Ryuk is just a, he's a sick bastard. His yeah. real purpose is he just wants to have fun. Yeah. He really just wants to see what they're going to do. What's so interesting though is like when. Um, they first meet and like they establish everything. Ryuk tells Light, at the end of all this, I look forward to writing your name in my book. Yeah, he's just flat out just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wow. getting away from me no matter how much you do. But see, that's the whole thing. And that's what's very important, too, is so think about if someone tells you that in the very beginning, you know, because it's, it's not like once you start using the Death Note, you're trapped with it forever. You can relinquish control. Yeah. Of it. Right. You can just, I mean, they, they led to that here. You can relinquish control. So it's not like you had to keep it. Right. But the fact that this death god, creepy looking thing is telling you that, yeah, basically when this is all done, I'm still going to end up killing you. And you're still determined to use it tells you just how self-righteous yeah. you are to still go, you know what? Fuck you. I probably can outsmart you. You know, yeah, as well, which explains a little bit more why 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 the anime works so much. Because if you have somebody that has that kind of like they they feel they're so smart and they're so self righteous that they can beat it, that gives you conflict. That gives you you know. So one of the the similarities between the two is the fact that Light does try to use the notebook for good, quote unquote, by killing people he deems to be. I was gonna ask you that. So there were it was killing perverts. It was killing you know you know sex. Criminals, uh, anyone crime violent, lords, you know, crime yeah. lords. So the idea starts off well, but of course, you know, there's still not anyone's right to be judged during executioner. Right. But then it starts to get down into smaller offenses, yeah. and then it gets down into him having to try and protect who he is, yeah. which now means he'll kill anybody, yeah. right? And then uh, in the in the anime, you can just write a person's name and have the vision you still have to have their face in mind you still have to have their face in mind but if you don't write a cause of death they just get a heart attack and they, they die, die within a minute or five minutes which is it i think it's within uh two minutes two minutes okay yeah. but it's a very short period of time yeah. you have to specify you can and you can kill them up to 30 days yeah so like you couldn't write 31 days they'll still end up then i guess they would just die in two minutes yeah you know if it doesn't i guess yeah um, because it's funny because i mean I, I i'm always curious to hear about oh i'm sorry just real fast and you can also control their actions uh, they don't put a stipulation hack here for like two actions. You can yeah, just you, completely control their actions I'll say this. during their death. I'll yeah. say this. As somebody who didn't see the original, it wasn't a good movie, but I was interested. Okay, I, yeah. I was watching it yeah, and I was kind of like, like, it was almost, because you guys said that the show is way better than the movie. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I can imagine what the show's like. And I was wondering, was Kira something that actually existed? Is Ryuk somebody that's more involved? Because with a character like that, and now that you say that in the show he goads them on, yeah. I'm like, I would expect the death god to goad you to kill oh, more yeah. people, especially if he had invested interest. Yeah. Well, in in, uh, in the anime, he's just doing it for fun, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we said that already. And then, because um, he, he's really interested in, in light, because he sees this kid, he's like, yo, this kid, 
you know, he's very smart and he's killing all these people. I want to see where he's going to go with it, right? So later in the series, how um, Mike said that Misa has the Shinigami eyes that allows her to see the people's names and how much time they have left. Right. When you do that, you give up half your life in order wow. to do it, in order to get yeah. that. Well, and then they don't, he doesn't tell you how much life you have. Of course not. And you also can't see the You're, remaining of your life yeah. once you have the eyes. Yeah. All right. Wow. So um, Ryuk tells Light, is like, hey, do you want this ability? Because he's trying to figure out um, L's name. Right. 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 And he, um, at one point, um, Light considers doing it. But then he's like, you know what? I don't need that. Yeah. Because then he uses Misa to right. do it. And because And also him. he loves himself that much. That's yeah. a, it's, a, it's a dual thing. It's not only showing how clever he, again, feels he is, but also how much he loves himself. Yeah. Right. You and know. Misa uh, loves Light. Like, once, once he like stalker love, yeah. she loves Kira, right? And then once Light reveals to her that he's Kira, she loves him like even well, more. Yeah. I, I, and to bring it back to to the movie, it feels like the, the elements of that were there. So because elements of her being obsessive over the whole Kira thing, yeah, right. you know, it definitely was there. It might not have happened exactly how, how right. But see, yeah. the, the the big difference is like I said before, also the fact that she's not representing uh, Misa Amani anyhow. But is that. What I and I hated the moment she said is that because Light had only killed three people. Right. He killed the one boy just in the beginning, not knowing what, what that he would killed really the boy. He, he killed, killed the guy that killed his mother. Right. And then he killed someone to show Mia that yeah. the book worked. Right. And right after that, she's just like, "I don't think you're crazy enough." Yeah. And it's like, ah, I see. You're the evil seed. You're the Wonder Woman of injustice. You know, you're the bad girl that once again has eaten that apple and has to make the guy do some more bad, you know, because he can't be responsible for this on his own, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying, Mike. I just, I don't know. I just feel like there are some times where you're going to have to have a female as a negative influence. You know, I, I think that, no, no, no. I, I'm just trying to put my thoughts yeah. together because it's because I agree with you. I, they always go there. Well, and that's my problem. In other words, obviously you're telling a story and and, and please, I'm, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm not trying to get in this whole gender play. Of course. We just have two sexes. We have male and female. Okay. Sorry about that if I offend anyone about the gender issues. I'm right. just trying to talk casually right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. You only have two sexes. So someone's going to be bad. Someone's going to be good. But my point, though, was the, the Japanese audience, the Japanese books, and da 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 all left it. Not just true to tell, but it's just, hey, he's responsible for his own actions. American. He, you know, I mean, you know, maybe everyone's not always that bad, but, you know, maybe someone convinced him. A woman. Yeah. American <laughs> audience. Had to be a woman. She's, she's <laughs> yeah. even he's Adam. And yeah. the book is that. I, I guess we say yeah. that. I mean, and that's just what makes me mad about that is that it's just, again, it's not so much that it's a woman that, that, that you know, was more evil. It's just that as an American twist, we did what Americans do, which yeah, is he, blame the woman. But in the know? end, he, he was responsible for his actions anyway and killed her out of his own. Out of his own, you know, like actions. It's not like he was. Well, he, own, he killed her out of self-preservation. Right. He killed her out of self-preservation. Really. He he does say that he hoped that she Spoilers. wouldn't right. she wouldn't take the <laughs> the death note from him. Right. And if she did, then it would play out. Right. But he did it more out of self-preservation because he was going to die anyway. Now let's right. lead. In, now let's talk about that. That part really angered me because think about this. Yeah. He's written that on a different note than she wrote on. 
Now, this was never in the in the the comics because paper was getting burned left and right in the uh, in the anime. Yeah. There was no rule about like, well, if the page gets burned, you go do it, it once. It, well, it only well it undoes it, and you can only do it once. There's no rule about that. Okay, uh, so not saying there couldn't be because the Death Note has a ton of rules, and we haven't even ever I think ever learned all of them. But you know, but anyhow, this is here or there. So let's just say he was telling the truth. Well, she wrote his death on a note, so she can't burn that note to stop him from dying. He's written her death on the note. Being written in that book, whether she took that note or not, the, 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 the death note is not a conditional book. Nope. It's not if, if you know, Ryuk. If you know, this happens, then right, this happens. Right. It's your name is in this book. You will die. Mm-hmm. If I do not say exactly how, then you just die of like a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no if Mia does not take the book, she will still live. It is not a life note. It is only death note. So he couldn't have written that in there. And then even if he did, and let's just say she was going to die, he couldn't burn if, if only one of them would end up living because there's two notes. You can only burn one of them right. by their rules. The other thing that really gets me too is that, and they state in here, that they can only control the actions of the people they've written into that note. So fine, you realize that you know he's written some other stuff, but like, well, how did he know that the Ferris wheel was going to collapse? He wrote, he, he wrote that in. He wrote that in. Right. How? He can only control the actions of people that are going to be killed. He cannot control the universe around them. That's true. He also cannot guarantee that when she grabs the paper, because he wrote, I wrote that she grabs the paper. So fine, she lets it go. There happens to be a fire, and it happens to float into it. That's true. Impossible. Yep, he added, can't do that. They added know? a whole bunch of extra right. stuff. The fact that like he didn't have control of exactly where he would fall. Yep. How would his henchmen know where to find him? Yep. That's being controlled by the death. It was yeah, just, yeah. that's why I said in, the, in my synopsis, it's, it, they had notes that were, con- um, the rules that were convenient. But it really, even if you didn't know the death note, it made no sense to the rules that they gave us. Yeah. You know, and that also bothered me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right. One of the other things that really bothered me is the way they portrayed L. Yeah. In, in really? the anime, listen. Yeah. And talk, talk to me because I found L maybe not a well, great character. But what did you think about he, L? L was very interesting because it felt like, because I knew this was an anime turned into a movie, his his actions and movements was so peculiar, so out, so out there. I was like, this had to come from the anime. I'm wondering why they brought this in like this. So you have this guy, for, for those who haven't seen the movie, who's he, he has his face covered and he's kind of, you know, looking real. Obviously, he has his face covered because he knows that, you know, his identity, if he sees his face, he can get killed, whatever, whatever. But his movements, the way he sits on chairs, the way he's like, kind of like. All right. So all that, even with the candy. It's all the same as in the anime. Okay. But in the anime, he doesn't. Eat, he eats sugar cubes. Okay. Instead of just candy. The way that they diverge, the fact that he's black, I don't really care. I thought that it doesn't really matter. I was okay but, with it. Oh, yeah. That was fine, except yeah. that he just did a really yeah. bad performance. So L, all the emotions that they showed in Netflix, mm-hmm. no, none of that. L is calculated, methodical, doesn't show any emotions you know, like that. None at all. He's focused on on the task, and the one of the greatest parts in uh, Death Note was that scene where um, L confronts Light. Yeah, that actually happens in the anime, and that is quite because L looks at him and he's like, "I know you're Kira," and Light's like, "You know, prove it." Yeah, right. Just the, those two tensions like that, and then the when uh the scene where i was chasing light and all that yeah that, that never happens you know okay and 
uh, Watari, does Watari die in the? Uh, no, he doesn't. Not, not then, because Watari is with him in uh, the third movie. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, I'm confusing my movie rules. Does Watari die in the anime? Because I'm confusing live action and the anime. I think uh, something happens to Watari. Yeah. In the anime, I think. L doesn't um, doesn't like show any emotions if if someone close to him dies. He's focused on his task, and yes, he was trained to be like the a great detective in this like whole right. thing. Right. Um. Spoiler alert, L dies. I figured. Right. And then he's replaced by N, which is like another, a um, younger version of L. And that guy's like way yeah. more. Yeah, he's even crazier. Yeah. In his own way. But the, the things that are important is that like, and now and this is again, even just bothered me by the rules that they established. I mean, L in the series would never have a gun because yeah. as he even stated in the, in the Netflix movie, I don't use guns. They're distracting. Right. And then what? Ten minutes later in the show, he's got a gun. And I'm like, well, this just makes no sense. And again, this is such an American thing. Yep. Like, oh, gun. That's what a hero takes. A hero takes a gun. I'm like, that's American. And that's when I'm watching it. I'm like, you didn't add anything. In fact, you just kind of keep insulting me as like an American as I'm watching this film. And also just like uh, the the thing that we get no conclusion to at the end of the film, which is when uh, Elle finds a piece of paper from the Death Note in the movie, uh, in the Netflix version we're talking yeah. here. And he's contemplating whether he's going to write, write the name, write, you know, write Light's name, name in there, yeah. you know, and we don't have any resolution to that. L was quite clear. He would not use the death note, mm-hmm. you know, because that his whole point was, because he also, he's not as insanely egotistical as Light, but he believes I can figure out how to do this without resorting basically to supernatural tactics. Tactics, exactly. Yeah, I believe... I don't know. I don't remember if it was L or N. One of them actually, at some point in the series, gets possession of the Death Note. I mm. think Nier does because right. that's how. Doesn't he trick Light with giving him a fake note? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it, it it just felt. I mean, L was just so weird because he comes out of nowhere and he's a detective, but they don't. Those those little idios, idiosyncrasies. Yeah, those are actually okay. Uh, that's see yeah. that, that makes sense. That sounds like okay. They got it from the right, but they're and they're magnified uh, in the anime, even in the live action, and they're they're really cool. They're disturbing, but they're cool yeah. here because they didn't exaggerate them. You're just like you're just mm-hmm. kind of a stupid kind of freaky character, like like not interesting. You're just and, kind of a freak. You know? I, I found see I found them interesting. Oh, okay, no, it's interesting. I, I found them interesting because it was just like wow, he's he's so different from the rest of what everybody else right. is doing. Yeah, it's it's more. The what I didn't like is just the fact that he was like, you know, binge lining candy. Mm-hmm. You know, in the animates, he takes the cube, he uh, the sugar cube, he looks at it and like examines every side and then just slowly puts it in his mouth and just sucks on the sugar cube. And he does that. He doesn't like just grab a handful of candies. Candy, 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 candy. Nom, 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 nom. Oh, it's Light Turner because you know I, I set a trap for him and this and this and this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. and that's the thing is, uh, you know, L in the anime, you you can see his logic of getting. I mean, granted, you still have to you know suspend your disbelief when you're trying to get logically to something that's supernatural. Right. But it, it makes sense here. It was just kind of like, well, we need to move the story along because L is also a, a, an integral part to the story, whereas here. He was really an afterthought. They could have had any cop chasing him. I mean, yeah. you know, like in the, in the Netflix yeah. series, it really didn't involve L. Uh, what did we think? Uh, now, what did you think about the dad's reaction to learning his son was Kira? I was, because we'll tell you what happened to his dad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just because that comes all the way at the end where he's like, right. "Oh, was you?" You know, spoilers. Right. Uh, you know, oh, it was you? Why? I felt it was it was but, very. But he but he says, "Oh, I know it was you because I found a newspaper clipping." I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you mean the one that you probably also have of this yep. man that killed your wife and got off? And 
I didn't understand how that, well, that made him know it. He said he because the way that the guy died is because he stabbed himself. Right. So the, the the pattern of death is that people kill themselves. Right. So he, he established, he said, we thought the first death was the guy who walked in front of the truck, but no, it's actually this guy who killed himself. And the reason he killed himself is because you wrote his name because he killed your mother. Right. But that's also like, I mean, granted, you know, it's, it's weak logic because he could have yeah. killed someone else before that. And, you know, and then it'd be like, oh, there was this other guy. Um, <laughs> but now just to give you an idea about light in yeah. the anime, he kills his own father. Yeah. I figured he again because he has to protect himself. Yeah. That's the kind of man you're dealing with. That's what I'm saying. Like that's a whole other level of villainy. Which is it's kind of like where Mia led, was leading to. Like, well, we kind of need to kill your dad. Yeah. But like yeah. that's still someone else's dad. Right. He actually kills his own father to protect himself. You now, know? At, at one point, his father possesses the the Death Note and can see the Shinigami. Right? And, yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. And can see um, Ryuk and Ryuk. Uh, makes the deal with him to give him the Shinigami eyes. Mm. It, it just seems like, and, and, and I apologize for, for the rest of the listeners, you know, for, for who don't listen to Death Note or who don't know the anime, but I think it's very, it, it's very important to know the difference between the movie and the anime because one is taken from the other. If you go, oh, you know, why you guys keep comparing it to, you know, um, the source material, it's a little bit different, big deal. And it's like, well, when, when, you, when, when you're telling me I'm going to ride a horse, and you pull out a, a chihuahua. It still has four legs. It still has fur. It still has two eyes. And Cap still needs help getting up on it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. I had a lot of time to think about this when I was in that pit that you guys didn't help <laughs> me fucking, out of. Hey, hey, I was trying to keep Black Tomb calm. Fucking I, Ralph, Captain, like, I don't want to speak anymore. I threw you down a bottle of water. You didn't see it? <laughs> yeah, it hit me on the head. Thank no. you. Yeah, it was empty it also, me, by the way. It knocked <laughs> me back 20 feet. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the reason why I th- 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 throw that disclaimer out is because I know people sometimes say, well, you guys dog movies. I just feel like when it came to Death Note that when you have a franchise with that name, yeah. and it's, this is not like just some throwaway anime movie that they made once and they never made it any again. We're talking about something that, that tons of anime fans love. Yeah. Yeah. And to be able to change it so much in this way. And there's talks about a sequel. Yeah. Well, I figured that's why they, they left L figuring out whether he was going to write the name or not. Right, and that light is still alive. Yeah. That light is alive. Yeah, yeah. It, it, even in the Japanese live-action movie, it's in two parts. It's Death Note and then Death Note 2, the last name. Because they, you know, it's just it's too much to try and cram into one, uh, one movie. And I think maybe that was part, part of the mistake. You, you, you try to do so much and put it into one movie. Yeah. Here's a... No, I'm not going to say it. Here's a little spoiler at the end. Tell me off the podcast. We'll talk off the podcast. But it's... It's interesting. All right. Now, the one thing I'll say before we go into ratings and renaming the movie, I enjoyed William Defoe's sound of of Ryuk, oh, even yes. though it's, it's very Green Goblin. Yeah. I close my eyes and I'm like, I, I, I forgot Defoe was in it, so I close my eyes for a second. I'm like, I know that voice. I'm like, that's Defoe as Goblin. So it's not, not yeah. just Defoe. It's him as Goblin using right. the same tricks. That's just the foe talking. I'm sure he orders like a Big Mac the same way. Like <laughs> I, I would hate to be his next door neighbor, even though I love the man as an actor, because it would just be like, how you doing, neighbor? Kind of a thing. I'd be like, I'm just going back in. <laughs> you know? Can I get a number two? And a I just did a number two while you ordered. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Surprise. Ralph did when Black Doom showed up. <laughs> With cheese and a large Coke. <laughs> no onions. Please you know no I meant onions. diet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think that's him. But it's, yeah, no, I loved him as Ryuk. He, he, does, he has a great voice. And visually, it. Ryuk looked great. But yeah. I mean, they just, I feel like they, they underutilized him. Yeah, uh, 100%. Fun little tidbit. 
they used the facial motion capture for Ryuk's face off of uh, William Defoe. Yeah, I saw yeah. the machine yeah. they had because yeah. that the way they did the credits, I I, I thought it was kind of cool. Like they didn't show bloopers per se, but they used behind the scenes. They used they, all their all their um, introduced in the cast was. But everybody was clips. smiling and yeah. happy, you know. Yeah, it was nice. Like, yeah, that was kind of cool. But it's sad that your your credits have to be something that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. They had upbeat credits for a sad movie. Yeah. yeah. And just another real fast thing, like I've lost on Ryuk. His name is written in the book, and he's just like, well, I could write your name in the book. You don't know how to spell my name, and I'm like, but but it was written in the book, <laughs> you know. That is true. I didn't and understand that he says like, no, it's not all there. It's only a, a couple of letters. And I'm like, no, well, no, no, I no, guess because no, no. he was no, reading the said, rules. No, he says you can't write my name in the book. The only person has got so far as two. Le- uh, my name is four letters. Right. Some of them right. got as far as two. But in the book, it said, "Beware of Ryuki." That lies. was, but, that but, was but, in the in the rules. I guess that part. But, but I think um, also he's talking about. He's not saying you can't spell it. He's saying I'm going to kill you before you spell, you go through oh, the rest. You know what? I now, now that you've said that, that makes sense. But I did not take it like that at. All. Yeah, that's, but, that's what he you meant. said. That took, I was like, oh. it took me fifteen. It took me fifteen minutes to get to that point. I, I was like, I didn't oh, get it till now. Yeah. <laughs> I understood it the moment he said it. He said, uh, "Um, you can't write my name in the book." The last person who tried only got two letters in. Right. I thought he meant like only got two letters. Correct. Like he figuring it out. Yeah. Not. not, not that's not, why yeah. I was really yeah. lost. I was like, huh? Yeah. No. It's, oh, it's I like, see. Yeah. He only got two letters in oh, because by the time find that guys, I yeah. really it, it makes much more sense now. Yeah, the more you know, ding 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 ding. <laughs> All right, <laughs> and you have no button for that. All right, so let's go for it. Renaming the film, I I'm just gonna go for it. Renaming the film. Everybody was all pretty, and nobody mentioned how Mia looked like freaking Kristen Stewart. Yes, she did. And <laughs> Very was, much that so. That also was driving me crazy. Yeah, it did. Yeah, but, no. I'm such a loner. I'm like the head cheerleader. I'm like, how does that even yeah, work? I, <laughs> how does that, that even was not happen? A fit. That was not a fit. It, even when she walked away and did the whole cigarette thing, I'm like, really? But whatever. Yeah. I just want to call it CW's death note. <laughs> I don't even think CW would have this death note. No. Mike? Uh, I just call it death note. Women still responsible for the evil that men do since year zero. <laughs> wow, stuck with that. Ralph? Uh, death note. Light? Question mark? <laughs> L-I-T-E or L-I-G-H-T? L-I-T-E. Okay, cool. All right, so let's go for it. Ratings for Death Note on Netflix. Ralph? I'll give it a five out of ten. Five out of ten? You don't even it, give any kind of... It, even even with all the differences between the anime, I still found it a little entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I, I... Unfortunately, I have to say I'm a big Nat Wolf fan. I don't know why. I guess it was my childhood. He was in a... Was it... Who? Nickelodeon. Nate Wolf. Nate Wolf? Uh, yeah. The, the main actor. Oh, the, the guy, guy who played Light? Light. The guy who played Light? Yeah. Yeah, I have to look oh, that oh, up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, all right. I'm with Ralph. I mean, I found it entertaining, but it was, I mean, it was written in a way where I was like, okay, well, you just kind of saw where everything was going. Um, I give it four conveniently burned pages out of 10. <laughs> when that shit happened, I was like, I remember sitting up and G was laying down. I'm like, Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I watched it with uh, my friend Dwight, and we're both like, we just both looked at each other that, that you're sitting on the sofa and you just cut your eyes at each other, like, all right, let's just keep watching. <laughs> oh. you, you saw it. I saw it. We both know we saw it. <laughs> so, know. wait. So, Ralph give five out of four, I, I, ten. I give four out of ten. I give it five uh, unreasonably emotional L's out of ten. <laughs> all right. And last but not least, MFG. I give it four. You humans are so interesting. <laughs> Out of 10. That was a good default. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Batman and Harlequin and Death Note. 
two movies that if it's a rainy night in your house, maybe you skip over and you wait till you get really desperate to watch. But hey, guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. So, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. Geeks on the go. Now we're deaf now. Well, now it's more me because last time you did it almost ruined the whole segment. What are you talking about? I got some very interesting comments. They're like, we loved it. You should do it all the time. Who? Who Way said that? Better. Mom doesn't count. Your imagination doesn't count. Fans number one through 680. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give them names. Huh? Huh? Yeah, okay. I don't well, name all my subordinates. Yeah, what? Wow. From now fans to subordinates. Wow. Oh, yeah, who needs, who needs Black Doom when you're doing it? All right. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek, and we rarely make it under a minute. But, I mean, hey, we, we got to give it a try. Ralph came nowhere close. <laughs> I wasn't aiming for the minute. That's the whole point of the goddamn segment. Is it? <laughs> Not when it's called Ralph Asks Questions. No, Ralph Asks Questions doesn't even direct them to people. Nope. <laughs> so, Listen, you're supposed to be If Magneto's on the mind. toilet bowl, does his... What? Supposed to be able to read what I think, you know, my mind. No, he didn't even look in our direction to tell us who was supposed to be speaking. (laughs) You guys aren't important enough for me to look at. Oh, here we go. That's his dismissive side. He looked like a shifty politician, man. He was staring at his. (laughs) He was staring at his feet like he was like a teenager trying to buy condoms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let me get the magnum. I think you're why is there someone else that you're buying these for? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're gonna put two in one. <laughs> wow! All right, let's just go for it. <laughs> you do know your testicles are not supposed to go in here, sir. <laughs> that would explain a lot. It's not a one size fits all glove. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Okay, name one hero not named Deadpool that you would put in the Death Note, Ralph. Gwenpool. Gwenpool. Wow. Okay, Mike. Wade Wilson. Ha! Got you. Oh. <laughs> You're a jerk. All right. Which hero power is the most useless? Telepathy, wings, or being an archer? Mike. Archers. Always archers. Wings, wings allow you to fly away, but archers run out of ammo and bum a ride from you. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph? Uh, telepathy lets you read people's minds. Wings lets you fly away. And archers just an awesome spy alcoholic. So I, uh, oh god, I guess to say telepathy. <laughs> All right. Starbucks' latest beverage is one that is superhero themed, and you're in charge of naming it. Go, Ralph. Uh, Hulk Smash. Because who wouldn't like a load of Hulk in your mouth? Wow, <laughs> Mike. Oh, Wayne Tech, the company that ran through Cologne. That men everywhere are taking a big spray of dick right below their chin? <laughs> it's the same company that brought you Robin's Cream Liqueur. What's that in the corner of your mouth? It's Robin's Cream. <laughs> Teamed up with Starbucks to bring you the Bat Pole, a frozen stiff drink with a shot of espresso in the beginning and another one that ripples out later. Oh, <laughs> wow. Time's up, but we have time for one more. I almost got it, too. All right. Which Batman villain 
has an origin story that could actually be given to a good guy if you were creating a good guy? Ralph. Uh, I was going to say Plastic Man. I mean, I heard he was a villain who became a good guy. No, no, no. Batman villain. A Batman villain that his origin story, if you if you gave it to anybody Plastic else. Man was a henchman of Kite Man who, in the process of uh, 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 doing some sort of robbery, falls into a vat of chemicals and becomes Plastic Man. Why did Gotham just put chemicals in their vats of chem- chemicals? But I would have to say Mr. Freeze would probably be a good, That's a really uh, good origin one. story. For a superhero. That is a really good one, Mr. Freeze. And and, and oh, was it Heart of Ice? That first Batman animated series episode? Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. One of the best episodes of all time. So, you know. Yeah. And Mike. Well, it's Mr. Freeze. Man accidentally gains superpowers from a lab accident. Hulk, Flash, Dr. Manhattan, Superman. I mean, the only difference is that these heroes don't have to wear, you know, thermal line condoms to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Mr. Freeze's origin because he becomes who he is out of love, essentially, because he wants to try to find a cure for his... Eh, it's his kind wife. of a crazy obsession more yeah. than love. But, I sure. <laughs> well, I mean, can love... But, I mean, go- it's just kind of a standard uh, like origin story for heroes. That, like I said, it is just man has accident in lab, gains superpowers. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. All right, so um, let's go with um, shout-outs. Any shout-outs, Ralph? Uh, I'd like to shout-out all my people who loved my Geeks on the Go segment last week. Thank you, and there will be more. And the, and the more crickets. That's a, that's all I hear. Crickets, crickets. That's the only people that that, that that liked it because, dude, you butchered that shit. Hey, those crickets, you know, put up our numbers. And I and I joked around about my wife butchering it. You butchered it. What are you talking? About? I didn't butcher anything. You butchered it. I gave it to Ralph those critics, Flair. Those crickets are like eighty five percent of our fan base. Wow, <laughs> hey, but, which explains the silence that we get <laughs> when we were when we're announced at the Comic Con door. <laughs> the men from Meanwhile, twenty two pages later. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have that on the soundboard. You don't have it on the soundboard. He has it. There you go. Yeah, That's exactly. Yeah, okay. I had to I, dust I, it off because we barely use it. Okay, true. And I set him up forever, waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave him the long entry. Exactly. And he was like, oh, shit, that's my cue. <laughs> all right, Mike, any challenge um, you? Uh, all the usuals. Hopefully, uh, my niece, uh, Cheryl, hopefully you are getting people listening. And hopefully you're enjoying yourself. You had, she had asked me for... Uh, uh, if we ever do The Walking Dead. And I'm like, yeah, here are the links to the ones that we do. <laughs> you know? So I don't know if she listened to those. I said, you get to hear your uncle do a fantastic Rick Grimes. Yes. <laughs> one, Cheryl, one thing I say is your uncle is fantastic at doing Rick Grimes. <laughs> that Cheryl? just sounded horrible yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His imitation of Rick Grimes is fantastic. There Rick, we go. Rick Grimes is a lonely man. <laughs> <laughs> but, Cheryl... Uh, Number one uh, podcast for the U.S. Air Force? Yes, maybe. I'm hoping. Maybe you can't push it two straight podcasts in a row. You got to let it breathe a little bit. Maybe, dude. It's, it's like dating somebody. You don't get the number, call them the next day, and be like, "Hey, want to go on another date?" No. Why no. not? Wait, we're not supposed to do that. No. What? Yeah. Says who? Who makes these rules? Yeah, I don't know who makes them. I just know it makes sense. That's yeah, all I know. Who else you got, Mike? Um, well, my other niece, Erin, if she's listening, and uh, to Erin and Steve that are vacationing through the hurricane in, uh, you know, <laughs> in Turks and Caicos area. But uh, Ruben, hopefully you're still listening. And also, hopefully we've grabbed Angel, who's off in college, and right. maybe we'll um, listen there. Get your floor listening to us. We're really that good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and not after that cricket joke you just made. Well, you know. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, Jay, maybe you're also listening to us. Jano was definitely checking us out. Yeah. Uh, and he just realized you were on it. Yeah, that, I thought that was funny. <laughs> you yeah. Silent Bob there, too? Uh, who? Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. All the rest of the people, you know who you are. I'll get you the next time. Absolutely. Especially Jamal, who sends like 
um, Mr. Jamal. Mike Gifts and Ralph Gifts, and then comes late for me. And I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Jamal He's still bitter. Still, you, you don't deserve a gift. I'm the, I'm the cap. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you don't deserve a gift. You deserve a gift. Oh God! <laughs> he, 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 I guess he waited all day for that one. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, my usual shout outs. You know, Johannes, um, Joe, the intern, to Olga, to um, yeah, Olga, one, one of five girls that listen to the show. Um, for a moment, after you said to I, Olga, no, no, to, to shout out uh, Ruben again because I was hanging out with Ruben and Super Gabe. Nobody calls him Super Gabe. Nobody. <laughs> Ruben, Gabe, and Big Gabe, and uh, we were talking about that and. It was just funny, like like listening to me make a joke, and then of course um, Kevin shot me out. That's an M twenty two joke. You can't use that in real life. <laughs> Come on, Doc, aka Cap. <laughs> so it was just so it was funny. Oh, and, and Kev said, "What did he say? Fuck you, Mike. Stop with the cornfield shit. That shit is old and corny." Really? He and and then corny? he got a call. And then he got a call from his from from his girlfriend. Said, right away, I'll be right home. <laughs> <laughs> his girlfriend called. Did you tell Mike? <laughs> Show Mike what I said. <laughs> yes, honey. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I promise I didn't curse. What, what do you need from the grocery store? Again? Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> and um, and obviously same thing like Mike said. Forever else, who I didn't shout out, but it's still listening. Obviously, like Abel or you know um, other people that we know. You know, always gratitude to you and um, hope that you listen for the next podcast. And all you fools, get other people listening to us. We are worth it. We're like L'Oreal. Spread the word. Give us a review. You went for a makeup commercial? Hey, we're worth it. <laughs> and I'm just too pretty not to. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I- I'm pretty enough to know when to, co- when to say when and yeah, to call you. pretty enough show. to have a face for radio. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, look at you on time for that one, but not on time for when he sets it up. Anyway, so for MFG Mike the Finance Guy and RT Square Rob the Tech, this is the cap saying keep it geeky and Comic-Con not too far away. Yeah.